This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, April 22nd, 2020. I'm Caleb Brown. Whenever a president makes a bold pronouncement, it's worth figuring out just what has changed. As is often the case, the president's most recent invective declaring a temporary prohibition on legal immigration both misunderstands how pandemics work and doesn't really change much about current immigration policy. Cato's Alex Narasta comments. President Trump tweeted that it was uh, he wanted to ban immigration to prevent the spread, further spread of the disease to the United States and to protect jobs uh, in this record time of uh, high unemployment as a response to the virus. So sort of two justifications there. Um, Neither of them really work. Uh, First off, the virus is already here. The United States already has the highest number of cases and deaths of any country in the world. And travel bans only really work to stop the spread of disease if you somehow stop it before the disease has been seeded in other countries around the world. So it's obviously too late for that. And then uh, on the second point, uh, immigrants are disproportionately employed in a lot of the essential services that the Department of Homeland Security and states have identified that need to continue to keep the economy afloat, Americans fed, housed, and clothed for the duration of this crisis. Okay. So uh, if this were to be maintained, if this were essentially a new policy, um, that would be devastating to our economic recovery. Absolutely. The, just to give you one example, the H2A visa, which is for temporary seasonal agricultural workers, brings in about 200,000 or so workers a year to pick and plant crops. Food is absolutely essential to uh, Americans, to everybody, of course. And if we were to suddenly stop accepting those workers into the U.S., at this point, it would be devastating for uh, fruit and vegetable growers in the United States, as well as every American consumer who likes to buy food and vegetables uh, or any other kind of food, as a matter of fact. Um, I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think what this travel or this tweet that precedes the executive order will do is essentially nothing. Legal immigration has already basically stopped in the United States due to agency actions and due to the president's actions in response to coronavirus. This new executive order probably won't do anything different. A statement from some officials at the White House basically said as much. This won't stop agricultural workers from coming. This won't stop temporary non-ag workers from coming. It's just basically a statement that, hey, what we're doing, we're going to keep doing, and uh, we've already stopped immigration. Here you go. The hope, presumably, is that uh, after the smoke is cleared, that uh, the president will be able to find strong reasons to maintain this policy. That is certainly the hope. Uh, uh, many folks on in his political party and many of his supporters, many of his supporters have campaigned and asked him for years to close off all legal immigration to the United States, that the United States needs a moratorium on legal immigration. Uh, stopping immigration due to a pandemic, that is absolutely a legitimate power that the government should have. Preventing the spread of disease to protect Americans is a legitimate power immigration can be closed down for that reason. 
but it has to be done in a way so that it actually stops the spread of disease, so that it actually confers these benefits. What I'm afraid of is that these temporary immigration restrictions will become permanent even after the crisis passes. And I think that's something that his supporters really want to happen. Uh, we have a colleague, Diego Zuluaga, who is either, uh, as of now, hello, Diego, uh, who is, as of now, either in uh, Britain or in Spain. Uh, does this have, will this have any impact on uh, the return of our friend and colleague? I don't think so. He is lawfully employed by the Cato Institute on a, I believe it's an H-1B guest worker visa, which is a specialty visa for high-skilled workers in particular occupations that require a lot of training and expertise. He is traveling on vacation uh, to visit uh, some friends and family overseas when all of this happens. So unless he loses his job, which I don't think is going to happen, Diego is a great colleague and doing wonderful work, and I think just got a promotion. So unless he somehow loses his job, uh, he is going to be able to legally return to the United States. Um, when we think about where immigrants typically uh, work within the U.S. economy, you made mention of, of some of those, but uh, where else do we see immigrants in a disproportionate role in the U.S. economy? In the medical profession. So we see that uh, foreign-born individuals are overrepresented in pharmaceutical manufacturing, medical research, as doctors, as um, home health aides, and as many other occupations uh, that both research new drugs, vaccines, as well as the occupations that deliver those new uh, discoveries to patients in the United States. Alex Narasta directs immigration policy studies at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you please and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.